Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? (laughs) Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast, ladies and gentlemen. You're finding us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, or a host of other quality, premium internet radio destinations. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm surrounded by the Internet Radio Superstars. Uh, this is Tom. I'm back. Travis, I'm always here. It's Holly. Brent, I'm back, too. <laughs> and tonight we watched an Academy Award-winning art film chosen by Brent. Uh, yes, we watched <laughs> We watched the time, the time Machine. <laughs> uh, you gotta say it right, Brent. It's H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells's The Time Machine. From 1960, not to be confused with the remake that came out in the 90s. Right. Guy Pierce. Right. This yeah. one was directed by George Powell. Was that the 90s? Well, you know who directed in the nineties the remake? Uh, it was in the two thousands, the remake was directed by like Simon the great great grandson of H.G. Oh, Wells. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what's crazy that's about the remake. It was actually directed by a descendant of H.G. Wells, yeah. and I guess he ruined it. I, I've never seen it, <laughs> but I, I've heard he's. Did he direct anything previous, or just I'm not because sure. he was related? I'm probably just because he was related. Same thing as uh, uh, Randall Wallace, Randall. right? Like, what your your ancestor did this whole cool? You got Braveheart, then he's like, you got Pearl Harbor. No, don't give him any more movies. <laughs> like. You did your time. Let's write more screenplays about your ancestors. Yeah. Well, George Powell was known at the time for doing stuff. Like, he was a producer beforehand and did uh, War of the Worlds, another H.G. Wells uh, story. Indeed. And he did, uh, what, did we, what else did we watch, Tom? We watched the World, When Worlds Collide. Worlds Collide. Also, George Powell was a big sci-fi director yeah. guy. Yes. He was a big, yeah, see, uh, Colin and I have already watched this during our history of sci-fi. So Tom was very bored yeah, <laughs> during the film. was not awesome. <laughs> what are you guys talking I mean, about? It's kind of a long movie, just because so much Is of the movie though? has to be like, hello, 1960s people, dimensions, like yeah. backwards, forwards, left, right, up, down. Well, you know we noticed like, that that's a, a staple of the, the old-timey and maybe even modern-day science fiction movies. At some point, you have to actually explain how the, you know, the pseudoscience science. of the... I guess you just have to explain the mechanics of how the... Whatever the MacGuffin in the movie works. Usually they delay this to like, you know, act three. It's like, you know, it's a mystery up until then. And then it's like, here's how it works. Don't you know anything about quantum physics? You know, (laughs) (laughs) but this is like right out of the gate. They're telling you. Yeah, it's like an educational film. You know, like those things you see, well, I used to see in school that they bring in the the old 16 millimeter projector. I don't think they educate. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the education. Well, even they're like, you know, you know, I mean, it's it's science from the, through the lens of 1960. So like a dimension, I can walk forward and backward. Basically, That's one dimension. They're explaining a uh, 1960s uh, junior high science book, textbook yeah. is what they're doing. They're like, don't you understand? Photosynthesis. You know? Science. Yeah. 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 yeah, they got that guy in the background. Well, it's science. It's, it's very relative to those old, you know, science fiction movies with the explaining and you know, the, yeah. gr- the weird liquids and the green lights, stuff like that. But what I do like about this era of film, I like how the first, like, I mean, basically the first half an hour is really, like, their very first dinner. Or, or the dinner where uh, the scientist uh, George Wells, uh, 
is uh, H. George H. Wells, H. George Wells <laughs> is explaining to some financiers or whatever about what the time machine is. Well, yeah, and well, they start out where they all show up and they're like, "Where's George?" and he comes running in all disheveled. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, let me tell you a story," and then it goes back. Just like any book of the 1800s, every book is a story being told yeah. by somebody else. Well, <laughs> no book is ever, no stories ever <laughs> happening in the present tense. It's always like, "I knew something that happened." Here's a letter that was written to me. Right, but in order to do that, it's like that always seems like in some ways it sucks the suspense out of the story, right? Because it's like in order to have this first person, you know, I wrote this. I wrote my experience down. It's like, well, we know that the guy A survives. Yeah. yeah. And B returns to his own time. Like, you're told that right off the bat. So it's like, well, no matter what happens to him on this time adventure, I know he's going to get but back But sometimes, to the which present. this movie does it like a minimalist, like very little. But uh, like a lot of times, those stories, they'll be told in a flashback and then. At some point, you'll catch up to the present, and then it will continue on. Mm-hmm. Like, this one continues on for, like, one scene, I think. Yeah. But well, it just goes to, like, the end, right? Where it's just, like, the beginning is, like, present day, then he's telling a story, then we don't return to that until the very end. Yeah. Where it's almost like uh, the original The Fly, right? Where Vincent Price walks into the newspaper press yeah. place, mm-hmm. and the husband has had his head and his arms smashed, you know? Yeah. So then you got to backtrack to what happened. Yeah. So it's also like a staple of like 1960s filmmaking, I guess, or maybe that's what you said earlier. Even well, I don't know if that was, was in the stories, in just because the way those are the books, just the way the books are written, so the filmmakers try to make it, you yeah. know, that yeah. same feel of like, ooh, you're entering a story and going in the past and coming back to the story. It's like a way to like wrap around your narrative or something. Yeah, because it doesn't start with a narrative, right? I mean, it... It starts with clocks. Lots like if you, if and you, lots. If you want to get right clocks. down. To, yeah. yeah. Which I do want to say, I want to say uh, Zemeckis and Bob Gale talked about that specifically yeah. for Back to the Future, how Time Machine opened with all the clocks, so they Heavy. wanted to do the same thing with yeah. the first even Back the, to the Future. Even the sound effects are like... Yeah. I mean... Kring. Yeah. Kring. And the, we're in about five minutes of clockwork now. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the opening of Twilight Zone with clocks just like floating in space and yeah, yeah. Traveling into I guess world. if you have to, if you're doing a time machine movie. Oh, we were looking up. We were trying to figure out what was the first time travel movie. Now, not fiction story, you know, written, but first time travel movie. movie. Uh, we be- tracked it back to a f- what was it, 1912 something. It was a version of uh, Connecticut. Yankee and King, King Arthur's, Arthur's Court. Court. Oh. But that guy doesn't use a time machine, I don't think. And then, like, oh. most of the early ones are like somebody gets hypnotized and ends up in there, or they get struck by lightning and they end up. Or it's in the more past. like an unconscious dream or some shit, right? Yeah. Like a subconscious dream. Yeah. Like, it usually. Because isn't that what. In the 1930s, it uses a time machine. Right, now. yeah. But, I mean, H.G. Wells had already written this book in the 18. Whatever, 1890s or something like that, 18. Yeah. So the concept of an apparatus that would propel you through time, you know, was in the public consciousness, I think. But, I mean, it's kind of cool the way that they deal with uh, time travel in this movie. You know, I mean, I guess we have to, we need the documents, right? This is uh, a staple of, like, Brent's time travel choices. I think so, How does time travel work? Well, in this environment... uh, (laughs) You don't necessarily travel through time as much as time travels around you. You you have a device, you have a an apparatus, like you said, and it's 
it's controlling With a time. Chair. It's, it's a, a big co- recliner. <laughs> it's got a recliner. Yeah, it's very steampunk, right? We, we yeah, 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 it is yeah. steampunk. Steampunk very. is H U O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of brass. Very. Yeah. Lots of shiny brass. <laughs> <laughs> only they know. That is, that's right. That's steampunk. It's it brass. Is, it's brass. It's do it yourself. Steam. Brass work. <laughs> yeah. Glass, brass, and and steam. But I like how they explain how uh, you travel through time, not space. So this isn't the Back to the Future car where you drive around and then you blah, blah, blah. You are in one place and time uh, yeah, moves but, around you. But through while traveling through time, space changes anyhow, right? I mean, so you are actually kind of traveling through space just based on... But you're anchored to a specific point, uh, like on the Earth. Yeah, because you're... Yeah. You're not... That's not yeah, going to change. Yeah, your yeah, that's always here. a thing with, like, time travel that I'm always like, okay, so how are you calculating, like, if the Earth is rotating <laughs> yeah. and the galaxy's rotating, we're all rotating and around you leave. the center of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. How but do like, you stay But in the why same? can't that rotate with it? Because, I mean, it's not necessarily, like, in jumping case, up in the air, then vibrating and letting yeah. the, world, the, earth, the world rotate. I mean, no, it's yeah. just staying in the place. I think it's just vibrating at such a an in and out speed that it's you know I think it's still there. I think that H. G. Wells thought about that and he created a device that's stationary because it works in this case because you are, you know, like if you have your coordinates on Earth as long as your device or whatever stays planted on those coordinates, you're fine, right? I mean, it's but like, because he said, like, we don't know, a hundred years, this could be a mountain. This could be. It's like, okay, so what the fuck? What if you were in the middle of a mountain? Would you just be like trapped? Well, we see that like, happen. Ah! Yeah, I mean, eventually well, he, he does was get tra- stuck in a but mountain. But he was kind of just tra- stay there. Until but the he just seemed rose. to be more trapped in a cavern. Of the- he wasn't like trapped yeah, in a wall, like a physical yeah, but I think wall. That's the only way that they could represent it. I think it was supposed to be like lava flowed around him, and he was like stuck in the like, little. Time bubble. We just the camera was like in that you know, half right. section. Yeah, but I think it was supposed to be. He's like. I'm stuck just thinking if you're at the... this vibrational phase, then yeah, they can what literally build a wall, and you'll be like, "Holy shit, I'm in the middle of this thing." And when you like, when you solidify, you'll just either like, what, like, disperse your atoms or like, or whatever yeah, right. the hell well, that would, would do. Yeah, would you trapped be crushed, in a wall? Or are you still in this hollowed out little pocket? You know? Yeah, that's that's yeah. the only thing I'm like. Oh. Because this time machine doesn't have like a roof. You know, I mean, it's not an no. enclosed, you know, thing. Yeah. It's just a, it's it's a open. chair. Yeah, it's an open, uh, open a huge air. wheel it's, behind it. It's built for form, not function. This whole thing consists of a blue like, light, or no, a green light, a red light, and a yellow light, and a lever. Yeah. That's the whole thing. But, and if you throw the lever forward, it actually, he's got, of course, the staple of the time machine is that you have to have, like, the... A display? Uh, the, the display that shows the date. You know, you have to... Like, yeah. That's the other thing about time travel that I'm always, like, fascinated about. It's like... How do you? How does this thing like? Like, what is it using to calculate <laughs> the the date? Because RPMs, he, the rotation of the, <laughs> the wheels. Well, <laughs> I, had a, I had a theory that the guy, because he seems to be like stationary, and you know, time moves around him, like you said. That I'm like, okay, so he's like in the beginning when he just kind of moves the lever a little bit, he hasn't put a whole lot of force on the lever. Maybe he's just you know. He's blinking out of time. Like you said, he's vibrating somehow out of time and coming back into sync for like a second every minute. And then as he like pushes the lever forward, he's going like he's there a second every yeah. every hour, then every year and something like that as time speeds up around him. So I'm like, what would it look like if you were the maid of yeah. The- yeah, and you came down to the basement. What would you see? I don't think you would see it. It'd I be think just like a TV, you don't see the refreshing screen. Well, I it's think just when he's you. but when he's going slow, what did he say? He was there. He was there longer than a second. And even if it is a second, like would you have like I a say that, like a one second blink? Well, because he sees there? the 
he, he sees, but I don't necessarily seconds. think that means he's. The, well, I mean, well, we the movie do doesn't the necessarily say that twenty he minutes appears and reappears. Seconds have passed for him. Yeah, so he's gone for twenty minutes, right? The the candle burns down, but it's only been a couple seconds for him. So if you work the math out, he's, well, he's been there so many seconds. Per, yeah, you know how but many not, minutes. But, but this I, is well. I just want to clarify that this is your. Yeah, right. this is your. <laughs> this isn't like the movie doesn't say that right. he he goes in and out. Just like the movie doesn't say he vibrates at a fat. Well, once again, that's my like. That's I, the only way he could be practically invisible for shit to happen around him. Yeah, or else yeah, he'd just be this guy standing still in a right. chair. Yeah, yeah. for fucking hundreds of years. Well, we, but we know that that doesn't happen. Because... <laughs> George, what's going on? Right. He's just moving really slow. <laughs> he looks like a yeah. statue, but he's actually moving. You come back. It takes him thirty-five years, years to say what, one a syllable. What they do explain oh, dude, though is that an idea for a movie right there? They've got a guy like they find the statue. Don't say it. Yeah. Okay. No, well, <laughs> that's I, actually. Oh shit! I got yeah, something to say to you. I think they've done that, but I, I think like what they do explain when Colin's talking about the uh, you know the, he's only been you know it's been twenty minutes, but he's only been a fraction of a second or whatever for him. I think that's. He's talking about the space-time continuum. The idea when you're the time traveler, you your present is still your present. Mm. You know, you're right. not like affecting your time. Right. It only took but, him a couple. He's been in the thing for seconds. Yeah. But minutes but, have passed. Right. Yeah. And it's like, but what's happening outside? Like, I get the Terminator thing, right? Where the Terminator yeah. time machine, or even the Back to <laughs> the, the Future. The father bringing his... No, no, yeah, I just think the, the way that time travel works in those movies, you know? It's like, I get that, you know, I mean, Back to the Future, like, has that, you know, uh, the it, you know by synchronizing the clocks with Einstein, it's like the, it jumped over this minute, and it will appear in this space where it left. A minute from now. But that's, that's a but that leave that but that changes time and space. Where this only does time, doesn't do space. Where because the car is a constant moving thing, and you can yeah. go anywhere. This is just this so one Ein, thing standing Einstein, there. Yeah, to Einstein in the, the the DeLorean, like all of a sudden, bam! It was a minute later. Yeah. yeah. But to this guy, it's like <laughs> you actually see that minute pass at a fast. And he's rate. like looking around. Like I'm interested to see if the how much the novel goes into it. The idea that he's actually looking at things deteriorate and uh, and what just changed through time. He's like it would also be interesting to see on the novel because like because the book was written in the 1800s. Like he specifically stopped during World War One at 1917, and he specifically stopped. At 1940 well, yeah. for World War Two, but that yeah. is probably like a a filmmaker. That's a screenplay sure, edition, unless right. unless H, unless uh, H. G. Wells is like, oh, the Indian War or whatever. <laughs> unless he's referring to like whatever wars. But uh, but I'm sure he, it wasn't like this is World War One. But I'm sure because well, H. G. Wells wouldn't know about World War One. Right, it was like right. 1890. But he was <laughs> predicting some sort of you know. Unless he fucking knew. No. Battle. <laughs> well, because uh, and. Who was I talking about this movie with the other day? It must have been you, Tom, because I was getting it confused with the remake when the moon explodes. Yeah, I was getting it confused. The moon explodes. <laughs> I, I could have sworn that the moon explodes, but I was wrong. In, this movie, in the, yeah, in the remake, yeah. the moon explodes. Yeah, so the, he goes to different points in the future based on we know that we're in you know two thousand and two or yeah. whatever the hell that movie was made. You know, so yeah, it's the filmmakers. So we have to find out, you know, from the book what yeah. age, what years does he stop it? Because the yeah, was the he movie, so concerned about war? Is this just a nineteen sixties right. like post uh, right 
World War Two like uh, commentary. Well, yeah. plus they've got the you know I mean you know since the movie was made in the nineteen sixties they've got the uh, the threat of the atomic you know the it's panic. the atomic age yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. what they kind of credit with the the eventual the Morlocks you know are the atom atomicized atomicized sure atomized no yeah, whatever uh, radioactive children. yeah <laughs> the, the children of the atom children of the atom yeah uh, which H.G. Wells wouldn't have had insight into it, that, right? You know, in eighteen ninety or whatever. Yeah. So I wonder what his unless he did, because I mean, unless he was talking about just just uh, war weapons and whatnot. I mean, he could have just made like a blanket statement. I'm sure it was a lot more blanket statements of but... just because I mean, I want to say, you know, War of the Worlds also talks about you know devastating weapon. You know, yeah. always yeah. the idea of, of the that rate. war produces weapons that are like you know crazy and. Like even though we're we're commenting about how science can be used as an exploration uh, tool, then we also look at how it's used as you know just a blanket weapon, you know, just a uh, yeah, which whatever, is kind uh, of his character too, right? I mean, because you're talking about a guy who, as he goes through the future, he's disappointed by how much war there is. Well, because that's what science is, right? Science can either better your society or worsen it. Yeah. Science can only do two things: better it or make it worse. There's but, no like in between. Yeah. <laughs> but from his and everybody thinks view, science is going to better it. From his, I mean, like, it sets up the reason that this guy is interested in developing a time machine. Mm, right. Is because I hate law. He's dissatisfied with uh, <laughs> I hate the time I was born in. Yeah, right. He's yeah. like, man has just developed more and greater ways of killing himself. Can you and believe it? Five cents I... for coal? <laughs> <laughs> Who can live in this world? <laughs> the future's for me. <laughs> I have to go to the future where clearly saner minds will prevail. But she's wrong about until which like, I'm, eight hundred thousand years. I'm actually future. happy about that. I like to. I, I hate to see how we better. Our, it's like we've never bettered ourselves through science. I like to see like a continually like <laughs> a continuing worse. Yeah, because yeah, our wars have just gotten worse. Or you know, we've never really. I mean, Tesla came up with free energy back in the early 1900s. Where is it now? We don't use technology to better ourselves. We only use it for. Whatever the fuck we want to use it for. Yeah, There's no like real stable. I got these of glasses and I can see better with them. Well, than how I can old is that technology? <laughs> <laughs> Were they science. given to you or did you pay for that? It's still a cat. Like you know, it's yeah, not. But you said science is never used. Never. Like I said, they didn't give them to him. He doesn't. He doesn't get glasses to better his. But no, if you have money, if you're not a poor person, it's still just something to be used as a like a consu You know, a product, a consumerist fucking. Uh, you know, that's what, I'm, that's what well, I'm saying, is that no one uses technology, no one creates technology and then gives it to mankind. It's always used, how can I, just like the guys at the beginning of this movie, they're like, yeah, but if you can control time, how do you monetize that? How yeah. do you, how are you able to make a profit out of someone having a time, too many people would want a time machine to control the future however they want. I, I like how they talked about you can't monetize this this scientific yeah. uh, well, I think endeavor. You, I think you could because well, we've we've seen time cop. About the movie. Well, <laughs> but I like the way that I like the way that it does. Like, kind of, it brings in. You know, is that you know? Again, we'd have to go back to the book, but you know, is that a product of the 1960s? You know, it's like, well, how do we how do we commercialize this application? I think that might be a bigger idea, though. 
I mean, it is. It's very like effective in the 1960s. It's appropriate in the 1960s. Yeah. But like the idea of like since well, he's the, doing it for pure science, though. He's doing yeah, it for he pure science. science. Yeah, but those other characters, I think, are probably. I think yeah, it was just uh, one other guy. The other there was one guy. No, the, the one three guy other. Heard. There was only there's one guy that's kind of like his friend. The other three Philby. guys are just like Philby. yeah, Philby, good old Philby. Philby. Oh, I think there's a little, little, little bit of bromance going on there with Philby. Oh, he's like concerned about this guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, John. You just don't see him like yourself. (laughs) What about you? But don't you think that like a big problem with technology has always been the idea that like there's like you're gonna lose the old ways that like people have found a way to make profit off of let's say gasoline, right? So if you build a car that doesn't need gasoline, then a lot of people are gonna be. But corporations will do anything to keep the uh, the current, you know. Well, I think you look at, like, I mean, if you look at, like, the current iteration of technology being, like, okay, you just look at the computer, right? There's all these people writing all these awesome programs for the computer, but how many people are actually going to school to learn, like, computer code? Like, the actual machine code, that's the thing that, like, I wouldn't say that we're losing it, but there's, like, that becomes rarer and rarer, you know, that it's, like, then those guys get paid a shitload of money. That's not the sexy part. The sexy part is the... The making something that like bleeps and bloops and explodes and goes across <laughs> yeah. your screen and like here's the app and like you know somebody's already developed the you know I just like have to move stuff around on a user interface and you right. know so that's kind of what you're saying it's like you lose the the easier the technology makes your life you lose this connection to you know this wealth of information that that uh, was yeah. that, that humankind had built up that it was built like, on yeah which is the theme of the movie. Okay, well, oh man, I I thought we I thought we lost it. I, honestly, I'm like, are we on a political rant now? Oh man, when are we gonna get back to the movie? It's not a political rant. I mean, the movie's talking about shit. I mean, movies have you know. I think especially yeah. I think this movie does have something. I mean, it's making you know. And this is what, again what I it's like not about movie, older movies. It's the book H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells. No, if anything, six movies from the '60s are always yeah, making fucking social commentary. Man. I mean, they're always it has to be. I mean, every fucking. I mean, Planet of the Apes. All those things are like nuclear wars are bad. Yeah, it is making some kind. Of, but that's what's interesting about movies from that time period, right? It's like they're. God it's like because you're looking at it going like this could be you know sci-fi is like the generally thought of is like. You know, this is more like, you know, sci-fi is like a kitty thing. Right? Alien. It's no, like, what? Come on. What? Well, I, I hmm. <laughs> a kitty thing. You know, I'm, well, it's, it's, I don't know, what do you? But to me, like. It's I, fantasy. It's a way to explore human, like, I mean, just instead of saying, you hate this, it's like, I you know. can say, well, you created a guy that, you know, the, 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 I mean, yeah. it's just a well, the, but that's why more I like fun way. Fantastic fiction and, and stories like that. It's like you can deal with these things in a way, you know, it's like it doesn't have to be. For you know, uh, really dumbed down, and I don't think this movie was completely dumbed down. I mean, I guess no, it was because it was trying to explain like these concepts. I mean, it was like trying, to, right? but it was it's trying just... to educate somebody. You know, in 1960, like okay, well, if you're a five year old, if you're a ten year old, yeah, okay, so you're right. It is, it's for like ten year old. But I just think, <laughs> Wiena. 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 yeah, she was a fucking ten year old. That's how I like them. The views views and uh, comments made by the Saturday Night Freak Show are representative only of those comments and do not reflect the the thoughts and opinions of Saturday Night Freak Show. No, nobody. Yeah, I meant meant the intelligence of a (laughs) ten-year-old. Travis, Travis's commentary. Please send your complaints to Travis. 
Uh, yeah, it's Saturday night. Well, that's what I like about this. So he keeps going to the future. And there's war, war, war. When he gets to like eight hundred thousand years in the future, yeah, there's no war, but that's because people are fucking stupid. It's like they have no passion. They well, have they're, no. Yeah, they're cattle. They're cattle. They're, they're sheep. They're just there to breed. They're all, blonde. they're all blondes. They're communists. Which means that the Germans. <laughs> the Germans won the war. Then, yeah. well, because yeah, he, that's he, definitely some like the Germans is, did so much fucking <laughs> with that with those women. They changed the bloodline forever. Uh, the uh, before he gets to the you know eight hundred thousand A.D. He ends up in nineteen sixty. I want to say six first nineteen seventeen for World War One. Yep, he meets Philby, his uh, his Scottish uh, boy's fucking son. Yeah, yeah, and then. He goes to 1965 or something like that. 1940. Yeah, 1940 for oh, World yeah. War II. But he yeah, goes I was to 19- saying, it's like, dude, you can't, like, we don't put social, it's like, that's what these guys are talking about. These guys so, are talking about Nazism and. Yeah. So is he saying that in a world without war, there's no intellect? That a world with intellect has to have war? Is that yeah. what they're saying here? Any passion, any culture. That's what it, that's what it yeah. seems like. Yeah. I, think, I think it's not so much intellect as it is, yeah, like passion and, uh, like just concern for your compassion, right? Because when she was drowning and everyone just stared at her, no one yeah. cared. Yeah, they were so they have no like, feeling. Is yeah, the, right. Is the idea. Yeah, but was that was that a commentary on a communist society? Did you see that I as a you're that. part of the uh, collective? An individual doesn't matter. You're a collective. Well, right? yeah, that's what the commune is, right? Yeah, it's, the, yeah, yeah, it's all about. How, they don't have any kind of like division of like, they don't do anything. They just sit. They well, they, they are cattle. But they're but that's what but they're taking care of. We find out later that okay, so society split between the Eloy, the blonde, uh, you know, people who do nothing and have no reaction to anything, and the Morlocks who live underground, who are cannibals. Apparently, but they're supplied the with fruit, and, and that's allows the them Morlocks. to be. I know that's yeah. a, think think of okay, they're say, pets. but let's they're say well, all of you, if the Nazis like, wanted their their people to be whatever, yeah, they'd give them. A, I mean, that's what, like a welfare system is basically what they're talking about. They're talking about a welfare system that way you don't have to get up and work for yourself. You're given stuff that way. You just sit back and it's in the fucking movie. Right, I don't want to talk it. about the fucking movie. That's it. That's not talk about. No, it there's blue guys. They're blue. We do, we do won an Academy Award. Let's not talk about anything. We do fucking have to talk about the blue guys eventually. But I'm I think, just saying you I gotta think talk is, about what the movie's talking about. Yeah, I'm not trying to be political. I'm trying to just talk about the movie. That, that's, yeah. No, he's. I think Travis is absolutely right. I think. Yeah, I think no, that's part I think of it. You're right. I think there's also, it's the idea that, like, you know, if we're talking about, you know, like, technology eventually taking you to this place where, like, everything's taken care of for you, you know, and that yeah. you lose this, that is kind of what, it's like the Morlocks are taking care of, because I was, like, sitting there going, like, who, you know, makes their clothes? Oh, they, uh, who makes I'm sorry, the Morlocks, dishes? after a great uh, nuclear war, uh, humans split into two races. Morlocks went underground, that way they developed, like... White hair and blue skin and and uh, man really sensitive eyes. Man boobs, gray nipples. Yeah, gotta have the gray nipples. That's how you <laughs> tell how uh, dampened I am. So, uh, <laughs> were there any female blue? Uh, we not, that we could, not that we could tell, unless yeah. they're so close to each other that they look like <laughs> they're each like other. they're like dwarves. Yeah. in we, the minds of Moria. It's like we, we didn't see any genitals; we just saw lots of boobs. So they could they could yeah. go either. Or. 
go either way, really. Then the Eloi were the humans that were kept above ground, then somehow eventually <laughs> were treated like cattle by the Morlocks. Somehow the Morlocks kept their industrialized world. Yeah, they, they have machines underground, and they're making... Because, I mean, this is the thing where it gets kind of, you know, I mean, it's goofy, but when <laughs> when our hero finds the Eloi's uh, uh, city, whatever we want to... Like the underground... Yeah, it's like a main no, no, square. The, the Eloi's area. Because oh, yeah. there's, there's fresh fruit on the table. There are tables. There's like knitted, uh, you know, pillows thrown, you know, nicely yeah. designed. It's pretty all civilized, actually. And I'm yeah. like, and so it's like, well, okay, if these fuckers can't do anything, if they're just a bunch of hippies or whatever that they're made out to be, they're, here, it's hippies. Like, they're not even hippies. Hippies can like garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these people don't care about anything. They can't do shit. They're fucking just then sitting it's around. Like, who's making all their, their, their plates and knives and forks and, you know, all this stuff? And it's like, it turns out it's the Morlocks. It's like, yeah. so their machines down there are making. You know these accoutrements for the Eloy, yeah. just so they can raise them up to be like whatever thirty. Let's say well, 30. it's kind of like, and then after thirty, they uh, they eat them. Would you ever hear that like at Thanksgiving or if you're gonna cook a pig, like the best thing to do for like the last week of its life is to treat it like it's in hell because it's like you want the muscles to be loose, you want it to be very relaxed, you want it to. Be having a good. You don't want to stress. You don't want stressed out meat because it can right. affect the meat. So yeah. that's what I'm thinking about the Eloy, right? They want them. Oh, come lay down, have fun. Oh, here's some fresh fruit. They want them to relax and be calm. That way, yeah. that's what it's all about. It's about hey, instead of warring, hey, be calm, be calm. And there's it's there's a little thing. bit of Pavlov's dog, right? Because they took this the, the what used to be the war siren, right? Oh, the right. atomic siren. Yeah, the air raid. Mm-hmm. The air raid. Yeah, and they 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 made it into a like somehow I don't know over years like of. Yeah, basically. It's like when you hear this siren go to this place and it's really a killing floor. Mm-hmm. It's a so yeah. it's a slaughterhouse. So the Eloites, Elois? Eloy? Eloy, the Eloy come in to the uh Morlocks slaughter f- floor <laughs> and <laughs> the abattoir. There there's a certain number yeah. of them, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you think this is a daily thing? It's not a daily thing. Oh, Maybe. I think it is. You think yeah. so? Yeah. That's meal time. Not many people, but whatever. Yeah. But they only had how many humans were there? Like 30 but or 40? And then you saw you saw like a table of kind of young kids, kind of 10, kind of 15. Yeah. And then, so I mean, and they only took in like a few, right? That's they didn't like they didn't just like thing. kill their whole. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It's not killing; they're breeding first, and then they're then they're because they're cannibals, yeah. right? And, and that's another uh, little statement, I think. On oh, so are they? Are they? Ki- they're not killing at all. They're just breeding. Maybe they hunt. Well, they're them, also like, killing. They're cannibals. Yeah, they're yeah. There's, humans. There's but not during that the skeletons that he finds. You know, oh, that's like, right. He loses fucking yeah. shit over, man. Yeah. But there's like three skeletons in there. They're, they're yeah, not right. like eating. I know they're not fucking eating them all. That was so they're licking the bones clean. <laughs> yeah, very clean, very clean. They skeletons. bring in like ten people. They it's showed like, the oh dishes. God, three. It's like what? So you knew that they were like eating them. Like, like, like there's a hand, a skeleton hand in a dish. It's like oh, oh, oh eating them. It's good to know that the Morlocks still use silverware and right, polite yeah, uh, table manners. True. True. Yeah. Okay. So in this, then we're taking our character, who is an anti-war character. He's, you know, that's the yes. thing that's wrong with mankind. And you put him in this situation where he's like, you got these apathetic, pretty young blonde, yeah, you know, well, the girl, Yvette, the fetching. Dude, most yeah. of the girls are hot. Dude, she was in the black hole, which I just watched. Really? Anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Show me that trailer. Yeah. A little older, but uh, so he falls in love with her, Weena. 
And Nina. because of his love for her and his, like, he's just disgusted with this, uh, with the Eloy that they just don't do anything. It's like all of mankind. Well, he was pretty pissed about them you books. You fucking don't care about anything. <laughs> yeah. Tell us yeah. about the book stuff. Uh, man, he, he's like, do you guys got books? And he's like, the the blonde dumbass goes, yeah, we got books. He's like, show me your books. I said, like, he's like, yes. We have books. This is really high. I'm a non-threatening. That's what I'm saying. It's like they bred the testosterone out of it. So they, they go. No they go to, he goes to the books. He opens a book and it just crumbles in his hand. And he cares so much about these books. He just like, ah, he just trashes all of them. Well, they were. They, were like, out, they didn't but. take care of them. He's like, you ruined all our. You know, the, the, this civilization isn't using any of the past knowledge to better themselves. Yeah. They're they're happy being cattle. They're happy being cattle. That's the whole thing. And he's like, we need the spark of humanity, which I love because like, we have to go to fucking war. <laughs> I like, it's like, this movie's right. pretty pro-war. I yeah. mean, it, yeah. it has a lot of like goody-goody shit in the beginning. You know, a lot of like, we need to be peaceful, blah, blah, blah. But by the end of it, it's like, dude, when it comes to fighting for your life, fucking kill them all, man. Like, for some reason, what I drew a parallel to was like, and I don't know, this is just my limited you know, movie watching experience, it was The Hills Have Eyes. It, you know, the remake, yeah, especially for or sure. even the first one. It's like, you can have these people who are like, you know, war sucks and like, you wouldn't get me in this situation, you know, like, war bad. But yeah. whenever you're, you know, uh, you know, world, whatever, your, you know, personal. immediate personal stuff is threatened. It's like you will, it's either fight back or die. You will fight back. And then, yeah, that's, and you it's know, very you will personal. become warlike. You know what? There was, well, I, it was on the other side of it, I think, but uh, in Interstellar, they were making, uh, spoiler alert, they were making some sort of, you know, commentary about that too, how like people, Within your immediate family, you will like give up your life for them. You'll sacrifice everything, but it rarely goes beyond that. You know, I mean. Well, in this movie, though, it is kind. Of, well, I it's, guess it's, it's, it's the, drawn because it's, he has this interest in this one girl specifically. That's but he's just, yeah. Well, yeah, but, I, but I, I, it's like there's that, but there's also I think competing with that, like and and valid in this movie, the idea that like he's so you know upset with how where the humanity has gone. That he's like, you know, there needs to be this, like, fiery spark within somebody <laughs> yeah. here to actually lead a charge and, like, reclaim, like, your heritage. Yeah. Was and it's like, if that means taking yeah. back the, you know, the, you know, killing the Morlocks, well, then that's what it has to be. And yeah. I'll help you. Of you course, know. the Morlocks are, like, a one dimension. Like, we're bad. There's no, like, you don't get any Morlock side of thing. Like, what if I the know, Eloy, right? like, Eloy's used to eat Morlocks. What if no, the Morlocks are actually pretty cool? All right, so that <laughs> right? question they was answered the in the remake. If you remember, Jeremy really? Irons plays a Morlock who talks no. to the guy. And he's and he got, sounds like, like Jeremy Irons. It, yeah, it's Jeremy <laughs> Irons with the makeup on it. But I can't remember what his motivation or philosophy was. But he's got, like, the anti-Eloy philosophy and, like, is trying to make his case. Huh. I remember in some oh. cave underneath, oh. like, he captures Guy Pierce and is like telling him, well, huh. "Here's what we're all about." And I don't uh, remember what it was. We're all about technology and war. We gotta rebuild. Speaking of technology, can we please get to the spinny rings? That that was weird. <laughs> like they bring in the, the radio. I don't know. I don't know if that was dumb or I mean it was an interesting idea. I just wonder how you would keep it. 
ending. Like, because I mean, it, it is kind of stupid. It's pretty dumb. I don't okay. think it's information through sound waves. It's kind of dumb. That's not dumb, guys. Why don't we let Holly explain? Let's. What is the spinning rings? We need a woman. Woman. A woman's perspective on jewelry that talks to you. Just talking jewelry. Picture you take a bracelet and you spin it like you would on a, a quarter on a counter. Okay. And that's their communication. It's like recording device. You spin this bangle on this big round table. Yeah. And that's how they play these previous recordings of people explaining how things became the way they were. Obviously. I just don't that's know where, where your right. chapter <laughs> skip would be. That's all yeah, I'm how wondering. Do you know like, how do you like get to that point in the book? Yeah. Um, what if yeah. you did a shit spin? What sort of... <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What, what, yeah, what yeah, exactly. Then machine. you have to start over again? When you're like, damn it, I gotta spin it faster. There has to be like a I gravity gets machine that end. keeps it spinning. Like gravity you gets to the interesting part. Falls over. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, well, go, go, go. And in the future, <laughs> does it start over? Yeah, does it start yeah. over or does it just keep Damn going? It. I just read this book five times. Now start <laughs> over again. So we're saying it's impractical. I guess I always take it when I see those things as like you're trying to think of something like so far removed and alien from your experience that it's like this is the future. You know, it's like yeah. because you're like, I don't, it's like the three seashells. Yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> I don't even know what, because it's the future and you got this thing and you just can't explain it from like, from our current perspective. When you look at it, it's like, this is alien. Oh, fucking Demolition Man reference. That's, yeah, a, that's right. a free show. Yeah! That's a free no show. That's a free show. This Did year. It's got to be. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, where's your, where's your Demolition Man? We're it's doing coming. time travel. Jeez <laughs> Louise. It's coming. Yo, GJ. I fucking love that movie. Oh, my God. I, kind, I, kind I of, love that movie, man. I like half of that movie. That. I love the whole thing. Okay, no, Dude. I have a question because I don't know if I missed this part in the movie. What, what are the blue people called? Uh, the Morlocks. Morlocks. Were they the ones that showed them how to do that? No, uh, the the girl did. I it's think just it old Nina, technology. Right? No, I know she showed him. Yeah, who uh, showed that? Actually, that's a good uh, point. We almost have to assume that the Morlocks somehow provided it for them, right? I mean, like this is—they find a museum. What we assume is a museum, right? Yeah, yeah. And just like in Zardoz, there's a place where all old uh, information is kept. Yeah, yeah, for some reason, you have to. Even though you would think if they're using a Nazi, uh, like. Usually you destroy those things, like the Library of Alexandria. You know, so you usually destroy old technology. That's why it's like, why don't the fucking Morlocks? Why didn't the Morlocks destroy that place? If they're really trying to make the Eloy cattle, they would have gotten rid of all. Uh, yeah, they're pretty the, dumb again, on that. If you teach people not to read, then you're cool. Yeah, because right? it actually, it does seem like it's an audio you know, book. like I mean, I know we we basically get to meet two of the like 100 Eloy in the movie, but like both of them are like. Of course, we've all heard the story from the rings. So, I mean, it's like a place that they all go at some point and hear this, like, yeah. you know, past like human a, history. Like a passage. But how much history is now there? Like, they've all. Now, this all is. Well, there were like five rings. There's we, five. To be fair, we only heard two of them. There's now, this is something I would have to refer to the book to because I don't. I'm not sure. But what if the rings are in a way almost like television? If you have a controlled source of information. You know, and that's maybe why the Eloy are allowed to listen to it because there is, it's not necessarily. It's some sort of propaganda. Not no, necessarily. Well, it's straight hard to even say that because they the, don't show you anything in the movie that would make you think it's propaganda. The but. Eloy, or the Eloy went to the surface, Morlocks went to the underground. Yeah, it's like history, right? I mean, so like you would automatically go like. 
Oh, it's like Origin of the Species. It's like their little Darwin thing. Mm-hmm. It's like this is where the Eloy came from and where the Morlocks. Or it's just from. a way for us to know, right? Mm-hmm. There could be no like real reason. It's just like, how do we tell these people what happened? Well, the also, other people are stupid. <laughs> like, it's yeah, funny. It reminded that, me of um, oh, fuck the the Fortress of Solitude with the crystals. For sure, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's funny to me that me. like the uh, the time you know like. You know, after the 1940s, he goes to 1965, which is beyond the scope of the filmmakers, right? Because it was yeah, made right. 1960. In 1966, so, they blow it up with atomic bombs. Yeah, so they're seeing, and everybody's yeah. wearing the uh, the silver unitard. Yeah, and everyone, everybody's <laughs> Asian too. Every like, Asian like they didn't have a good outlook on the Vietnam War. They're like, "Fuck, man, we're gonna be." Like, it's fucked up because, like, like they straight up like the atom bomb lands and it somehow causes a volcano to appear in London in London in London, in London. Love London. Well, well, well is the nuclear the nuclear bombs as well like cuz it's like nature answered back with its own like what it was just the how, like if we fucked up our ecosystem it's how the ecosystem would kind of yeah. like react but like the like filmmakers the are the using the yeah. philosophy of like 6 years from what they well, to be fair, from the position, and this is what's interesting about the movie, from the perspective of 1960, you know, if you look back, then it's like, well, we fought the Germans for God knows how many years, and then there was a little gap, you know, and then there was, like, World War Two. It was like, you know, so they would uh, yeah. just extrapolate, well, we'll probably be at war with them again in another six years. I like how... And this one's going to be the, the atomic war. How was George getting that information while traveling through time? Because he was like... He knew World War One, World War Two, and like before he. Well, he, because he watched it happen quickly. He, the, but from his maybe from his uh, where his atrium. Oh, well, he, he, he yeah. yeah. Well, World War Two curiosity <laughs> caused him to stop at maybe. World War One, but World War Two he stopped specifically at well, World War Two because the of the, 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 the explosion the explosions, rocked the Blitz, the, yeah. the rocked bombing his, in his chair. Okay, yeah. And that's why he stopped to check he out what was rocking. So he just assumed World War Two. Which, Obvious. if my chair is rocking, I've got to fuck it. If my chair is rocking, don't shit. bother knocking. Yeah. Oh. Past the wars, you know, you think like, like, that sounds horrible. So that was it. Basically, like, you know, the filmmakers, I don't know about H.G. Wells, but the filmmakers are saying the world ended in 1966. <clears throat> and, right? Like the entire yeah. world's destroyed yeah. 1966, yeah. and 800,000 right? years later, civilization. <laughs> I guess it would take well, if we believe in evolution, it would take that long, right? You wait, can't wait. have an evolution without but, a million years. Past I mean, there <laughs> there was probably a couple thousand years in Which, there. Why don't like humans were... have wings? I, well, they should have been something else, right? They shouldn't even. Yeah, been it wouldn't look, they look like humans like, anymore. But yeah, we should have been like hot fish or something. I mean, those discs kind of like explain like there was. An atomic war that level like what the hell eight hundred thousand years later? But I guess that's what oh, I'm getting. It's like all yeah, of right. their disc. Their, I mean, it's hey, not, sir, we don't even know what happened a hundred years ago. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like their books are still around. I mean, they crumbled to dust, but they're still there. And the fact that the air raid siren is still like the 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 cattle call or whatever Somehow of the like, like, yeah. eight. Hundred thousand years later, like it's all frozen in this moment in time but, when when the world ended. It's like we've just carried that. But how even, do we? How, even today in history, we don't go much past like what three thousand years ago. How do we not know that like that started in, like four hundred thousand years later? You know, I mean, like maybe it's just like, that's because we have the rings. There was another. Well, because he said like all clear. But, like the why way I heard the, it in the other world. When did the know, rings? When did the rings say it changed or stopped or? 
Did the ring say anything about it that? It just said there was a nuclear war. Was then yeah. These guys yeah. went, yeah, there was no time period. Like, That's there was no like, years. I mean, I just extract, I don't know if this is right, but I guess what I was taking from it was that the rings were a communication device that was created in 1960, the future world of 1966. Really? Yeah. Because in the future world, we saw the tubeless television in the, the, the window. It was yeah. like, Really? So they're like, six years so, from now, we're going to have flat screen TVs. Rings. They were aware of it. But, they're okay. Far off. I mean, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll have rings we spin around to watch a movie. 50 years. That's something. insanely impractical. It's in, but all well, I know. DVDs. I was going to say, yes. What were you saying? Well, I, all I'm thinking is, okay, so let's say that these rings are created in 1966, right? Yeah. So that's their last known communication. Oh, sorry, they had reel to reel, yeah, spinning spinning rings. They had like reel to reel, tape, reel to reel. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. That's probably what they're based off of. Maybe. <laughs> so, of course, what else? But why not? Why they're not like plain quarters? <laughs> like this this 800,000 AD way of life. Why couldn't that have started in say like four hundred thousand AD or two hundred thousand AD? You know, I mean, we don't know what the yeah, like, what is his, you don't really why know. Did he go a full eight hundred thousand years? Well, he just did that because he didn't. He just wanted. Well, he to, was just like fuck it to get out of the. Well, yeah. I just, I just meant the either 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 H. T. Wells or the filmmakers. Like, did they have something specific? Like, oh, it has to be a million years because I mean, there's a whole. That could be the change of dinosaurs to like whatever the hell, or yeah, right. Which yeah, there should be like some crazy creatures in this. Fucking dinosaurs they, come they back. They got right, they were blue. <laughs> yeah, well, they were still humans. They're like if you if you watch uh, no uh, human I've ever seen. You watch seen. the Descent. <laughs> the Descent is Morlocks, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's the modern version. Okay, <laughs> any, so any underground like. But we, we do need like to take people. a minute and talk about the uh, the visual effects and the makeup in this movie, yes. specifically the Morlock suits. Or whatever the makeup, right? It's like body paint. Yeah. Still made, <laughs> I, body paint. I actually <laughs> shit. We should see who did the makeup because I bet he did work on like Twilight Gene, Zone and stuff. Gene Warren. If that's the case, there was a Gene Warren working in the 1980s because he worked on like Star Chaser or not Star Chaser, Space Star Hunter Chaser and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, Space Hunter. That could be 20 years later. It could be the same guy. I'm sure it could be for sure, especially with, with makeup effects, right? I mean, yeah. makeup effects are well, so he may have uh, been fo- special. Photographic effect. I don't know if right. it was makeup, but I mean the the. the I, I mean, I was impressed. I guess watching it this time, the Morlocks. You know, I mean, they have like these glowing the eyes, eyes that yeah. blink. Glowing eyes. Yeah. Because because they live in a cave. Yeah, they would have evolved think, with the glowy eyes. Is that yeah. was like a mirror thing? I think so. Yeah, because yeah, they're blinking and shit. It's like yeah. I wonder if that was like a mirror reflection or something, like mirror Maybe. context. It was cool. It was cool. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was cool. It was good. And they like had like pig snouts kind of but still, it blew Man, away. I mean, if you watch Twilight Zone and Outer Limits, which is basically TV from around the same Man, time. Man Bear Pig. Man Bear Pig. Yeah, it did kind of look kind of <laughs> ish Well, I also like the fact that when... Uh, and this was kind of shocking, actually, that when uh, Rod uh, Taylor punches that one guy, so there's a big action scene in the Lamorlock Huge action scene. He kills one of them, <laughs> and, like, you know, the, the thing crumples up against the wall, and the lights in his eyes go out, and then, like, all this blood spor- pours out of his mouth. I'm like, holy cow, for 1960... To have That's, like you know that blood pouring out of this yeah. in this like whatever well, I'm assuming G-rated yeah movie. no it was it was the Eloy that punched him and killed him yeah it was the Eloy 
But, yeah. but it was the Eloy yeah. that later on, that's because the Eloy did that. We get the, our first 1980s style. I know it's 1960s, but we get our first 1980s style two action guys, you know, like the handshake that's like the, your, your thumbs go around each other. The, the clench that I'm doing top right now, you know, and your, your muscles flex. They did that when they got out of the hole. Oh. They were like, yeah, now you can take over, you it's know, the and, and fight the warlocks. Thank you. The bro hand handshake. The bro hand. <laughs> it's called the bro hand. It's the bicep flexor. But like, that's why, like, at that moment, I was like, oh shit, we just saw the first 1980s action scene in the 1960s. Because it was so awesome, and I didn't even so realize it un- until they did the bro awesome. hand. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I mean, like, watching the rest of, you know, because I'm trying to, right now in my mind, think of, like, what else was going on in the 1960s. I mean, obviously, Wizard of Oz was 19. 19- 40s, right? 39. So it's 39, yeah. And, uh, you know, I know that we had seen... Shit, uh, six, I mean, this was the fly. I mean, this was yeah, the was atomic 58. age of horror movies. It was the atomic age. Yeah, because you had, like, you the know, when worlds right? collide or... Uh, <laughs> Or the it's War a, of the Worlds. Yeah. I mean, like that whole decade, are, sixty to seventy. I'm sorry. It's cool that they're doing these. You know, like I guess it's the equivalent of what we're doing now. It's like the dawn of that kind of thing. Where like there's a bunch of matte paintings. You know, so we can extend <laughs> sets and say like, here's this big vista. It's like every frame. Once he goes into the future, it's like you have to, you know, completely create this world, right? I mean, you got to create everything in it. It's a future world, so it's a fantasy thing, and we have to build all. It was of this very like, wooded, very yeah, jungle, a lot of jungle, yeah. Yeah, so it's one of those. There's, I'm sure it's still all set. But no, yeah. but but there are big. But they sets. had to put all those They're, flowers on all the trees, like for those shots where it pans through. Like, yeah. like, wow, all that yeah, fruits. Yeah, been like some guy went up weird, there, like squash. All, yeah, all the weird. All those, well, don't, don't they say lava? Don't they say lava soil is very? Uh, uh, yeah, fertile. Yeah, for, yeah. I'm, right. I'm pretty sure lava soil. It's very sulfury. So yeah, if we had if, Lots it, of nutrients. If volcanoes and all that, I mean, that just took all the all the all the the shit that's sitting in the middle of the earth, fucking threw it out to the you know, yeah, surface. True, <laughs> very true. That's what I'm guessing. That's just what I'm guessing. That's where all the good fruit comes from. Yeah, I was a little less impressed with the model work of the atomic blast. I mean, again, I don't know when the <laughs> first atomic blast is in a movie because War of the Worlds uses it, but it uses actual footage of an atomic bomb going off. Just the fact that Godzilla movies were being made for almost like five to ten years when this movie was made. It's still like, holy fuck, this is horrible uh, model work. Like, they should have just went to Japan, hired some fucking dudes <laughs> to do it right. Because it's like, that's something America's yeah, but I don't even at. know if, like, to tell you the truth, I mean, like, the Godzilla model work, it's Ooh. cool when, like, the big guy's walking through, like, mm. uh, a city. Those are kind of cool shots. But when you get, like, these, you know, little shots of, uh, like, uh, cars on a street that are breaking up because the lava's coming, it's like, you always have this problem, even up to, like, you were pointing out, like, Superman or, uh, like, Raise the Titanic or all this stuff, where, like, some stuff just doesn't really scale very well, so it looks like you're looking at But I'm sorry, Japan has always done it right. Fucking, oh, I remember... You remember in the first Godzilla where they destroyed the theater that Godzilla premiered in? Imagine like being in a theater and watching the theater you're watching it and destroyed. Yeah, it's like holy fuck. They just like knew. I, I can't say they knew how buildings would like just des- get destroyed in layers. They just fucking knew how to make miniatures and how to accurately photograph it. Yeah, where I don't think anybody in America has ever learned how to do that. They, yeah, they have a lot better detail too. Yeah. Like when they were showing as they were travel as he was traveling to the 1960s, you see these like skyscrapers or you know 
multi-level buildings being built. They just look too like big and bulky, you know, like <laughs> like almost like Legos, but not quite. Yeah, you know, were they like, supposed to be futuristic though? That's the only. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it was I the sixties. They knew where they were at in the sixties. <laughs> it's a stretch to get. <laughs> but yeah, but like it was nineteen sixty-six or six years. Yeah, yeah, the future still, of nineteen sixty-six. So it's like, look at the future buildings. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I may, I may be giving Maybe. this more credit. Than I mean, their their outfits were definitely way futuristic for six years. Like, <laughs> the, the silver. Silver. The, silver well, you gotta, yeah. yeah. You gotta protect yeah. yourself from Yeah, radiation. that's what every... From yeah. Logan's run to, like... <laughs> that's just what people wore. Silver one piece. <laughs> yep. So, when I blow your... Well, Rod Taylor, you may remember from the birds. Yes. No. <laughs> Mind blown. Would I blow your no. mind if I told you that Rod Taylor played Winston Churchill in Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards? Oh, shit. Really? That's him. And he was the main character in this? He was... Yeah, yeah. H.G. Wells. Crazy. Wow. Did you see what Twilight Zones he was in? I sort of got it. He did look familiar. Zone. He's yeah, got to be in a Twilight I, Zone. I kept trying to figure out where I Probe 7 yeah. over and out or something like that. He's got to be in a Twilight Zone. He has zone. that leading man, you know, 50s, 60s leading man. It's like It feels like he was in like uh, some musical... But I, oh, everything. Right. Yeah, I think if you were happened. acting in the '60s, you yeah. were in a musical. I think that's just what like Hollywood made. I think if you lived in the '60s, you were in a musical. Yeah, right. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Like, God damn it, doing the Music Man this weekend. <laughs> Fuck. All right. I don't know what it was. Could have been the. Me- I don't know. It was the I, music. You like people used to like music. Yeah. <laughs> Positive music. It wasn't just all like gritty fucking. I still like musicals, right? I who's love with, them. Who's with me? I, I yes. love musicals. I wish yes. Time Machine would have been a musical. This would be make a great musical. You're gonna Maybe make there has hour been 40 one. minutes. A Time Machine musical? Who I knows? would love to see a number with the Blue Men dancing. <laughs> the more that would be great. That would yeah. be great. Right? Yes. I just remember, like, I mean, as, as far as pop culture goes with this movie, there was, you know, if you saw the movie Ransom, Yes. Yeah. Like Gary Sinise's character uses the Eloy Morlocks thing to illustrate some point. Like you are an Eloy. <laughs> he does. I'm a I Morlock. Know. Yeah. You're a cattle. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to take over. Here's the difference. Give me back my son. Yeah. That was kind of cool. <laughs> That's the movie, right? Give me back my son. <laughs> That's yeah. the whole movie. You just summed it up. And we said that the uh, the time machine actually appears in the Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang they theory. buy it on eBay. Do they? Is yeah. that how they buy the time machine on eBay? They think it's going to be like the miniature, oh, and they shit. get it, and it's the full size time machine. Nice. Yeah. And they actually like like imitate it by like running around. Like when he pulls the lever forward to go forward, the lever. Time, they, they go they, really fast. They go fast. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Sheldon has a dream. Yeah, he has the, nightmares about the blue guy. About the Morlocks. Oh, yeah. The Morlocks. Morlocks. Let's remember in, uh, in X-Men, X-Men had like a group of underground mutants called Morlocks. Yeah, yeah. That's like where that's where like the modern day audience might know the name Morlocks from. Is uh, the X Men had like mutants that were like two like okay like every mutant that's an X Men. You're a beautiful person and also have X ray vision or, or or storm powers or but Morlocks are the mutants that were ugly. You know their mutant power also involves uh, being not attractive. <laughs> so they live uh, in the sewers as the Morlocks. Makes sense. Can't yeah. have it all. Which they're the underground, you know, the underground people, right? Morlocks. Yeah. yeah. 
And we also forgot to mention that it was also uh, the time machine was also in Gremlins when the father. I love that scene. Went to his, yeah, it's a great scene because it's in the background. He's on the phone. Yeah, it's like one of those background. It's something. like a it's like a naked gun gag. It's or a something. naked like, gun gag. It you're really not supposed is. to be even paying attention to it, but like the time machine's there, and there's like some Japanese businessman like playing around with it, and then it cuts back to like you know Billy on the phone, and when it cuts back to the dad in the the convention, <laughs> the time machine is gone, and like there's some guy like, like smoke, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like looking around for it. If you blink, you miss it. But that's genius. And Robin so the good. Robots and uh, Gremlins. Yeah, that's 60s. right. Yeah, and it's uh, also in. I still consider the movie Time After Time to be in some way like an unofficial I sequel to this because it's. A, have you ever seen this? No. In it, uh, Malcolm McDowell plays H.G. Wells, huh. and it takes. It starts off like this movie. Like there, he's got guys over at his house yeah. for dinner, and he goes. You know, Jack the Ripper's on the loose. And no. one of his guests ends oh, up being Jack the Ripper. What? He runs downstairs, gets in the time machine, that's and H.G. Wells has to follow him into the future of 1979. It was made in 79. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's weird. So it's weird. It's like, is it a get, sequel? It's to capture Jack the Ripper? Yeah. Tom, put it on the list. Time after time. Time after time. It's time, a time. Weird. Yeah. Imagine Malcolm McDowell. As H.G. Wells. Yeah, yeah. Right. So is it a sequel or just like, a, I don't know, but it is they it's the same. Have rights to Time Machine, so they're just like, time after time, like, hey, like the characters are public domain. Can you, say time? you just can't like, uh, <laughs> yeah. you just can't somehow use the name, but the characters are probably public domain. Yeah. There's right. a lot of weird like rules to that when it comes to copyright. Like you can, anybody right now can make a Tarzan. You just can't call it Tarzan or one of the other novels that Edgar yeah. Rice Burroughs you can still do it. You mm. can use a public figure, right? Like like H.G. Wells. Like H.G. Yeah. Wells. I mean, yeah. Maybe, yeah, I guess so if it's seen Here's as the a, story of Arthur Conan Doyle. Like, yeah, he like was a, actually solving mysteries and wrote Sherlock Holmes based on his Ooh. own experience. Yeah. I've always hated those type that. of stories. <laughs> oh, no. The BBC actually did. They're out there. It's like the Arthur Conan Doyle mysteries or something. Like I am Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, anything left to say about uh, Time Machine before we hail Igor? Mm, uh, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think Name I'm it? done. Yeah. All right. Anybody? Igor. Igor, are you around? Igor. Igor. Masters. Masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising. Rising. All right. Thank you, Igor. Yeah, yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um... All right, so we got a comment from Dom Cree on The Giver, a movie that we watched uh, a week Giver. or two ago. He says, uh, Giver 2 was terrible. <gasps> Here's hoping that the first one was better. He's looking forward to listening to the podcast. Well, we hope uh, that Giver 2 was better than Did Giver 1. There's no, I mean, no but- hope if you think Giver 2 is horrible. There's no hope for the first one. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't much hope to begin with. I... I like Giver too, just because it's it, it, it's the most visually accurate to the uh, original anime. Yeah, which I mean, when you're saying. when you're watching a superhero movie, that's what you want, right? You want the suit to look like the suit. You want the you know. But and was, another. Oops, sorry. Well, I was just going to ask if it was. Uh, it, it was. I wasn't here. Was it animated? Is Giver animated? No, this yeah. is a American an American feature it's, based off of a Japanese cartoon. You would probably wish it was animated. Yeah. Okay. It's, I, it's a guy in rubber no suit. Way. Mark Hamill and his mustache wouldn't have been. It's a. Uh, that's gore, very true. Mark Hamill. It's a oh, gory yeah. Power Rangers. It's a gory Power yeah. Rangers with Mark Hamill well and his mustache. It. You can watch it on YouTube. The Both mustache movies. years. I'll be watching. You should. 
And Ashley Rodriguez writes in and says, I can't believe you guys sat through this ridiculous movie. But I liked Holly. It's about time you got a female perspective. I hope she's on again. Well, Ashley, you must your not prayers. Wolf Cop. Here she is. <laughs> <That's weird. laughs> I right. have a fan. There you go. All right. So, uh, closing final thoughts on the time machine. God call it. damn it, I'm in that seat. Yeah, That's how it sure. happens. Like, All of a sudden you're like, like, shit. I'm actually thrown yeah. off because like Brent is always sitting. Well, Colin's there. always the host even though yeah, the yeah. person yeah. whose change. movie it is kind of hosts. Yeah. Our listeners have no idea what they we're don't talking know. about. Yeah. The, the person who picks the movie gets the seat of power. So I have, like, I'm over here in the, the, like, scrub in the first, seat. In the scrub seat. Hey, I'm, I'm not a scrub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that's Brent's seat. That I'm usually seat. It is Brent's seat. <laughs> Except for, like, once a month. Yeah. I. Uh, really like this movie. Um, I mean, I liked if you know. I mean, there's like a naivete, I guess. Like now, looking back on like stuff from the 1960s, where they're trying to explain scientific concepts to you. But you know, it's like it's kind of fun because it's like that that pseudo educational. Like this is the fourth dimension, time. This is how it works. Blah blah blah. And then here, I've developed this time machine. Um, I like the fact that it kind of checked out. There was a lot of things where, like, it had its own internal logic that seemed to work out for it. It was more interesting to me for the first, uh, I don't even know if it's the first half. But, like, when the movie gets going, it's like, here's a time machine. Here's how I'm going to use it. This is why I'm going to do it. Then I'm, like, going to advance into the future. You see it working. And then, you know... I'm looking at human progress, or in his case, I guess regression. If you know he doesn't like uh, you know, the warlike state of man, um, and then after that he goes like you know super far into the future, and then you're kind of like, okay, now we're wandering around in a wilderness, and that it's just not as visually appealing, and you're meeting these bland characters, the Eloy, and it kind of get, and then there's the romance aspect, which really you know it's like. If what you want is a dumb blonde girl, which, I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it's like that's, that seems to be like all that she is there. It's like he is attracted to the dumbest fucking woman that he meets. Uh, you know, so it's kind of like, uh, yeah, she can't swim. She barely knows English, <laughs> but she's hot and she's blonde. So, you know, uh, so that part of the movie kind of is like. <sighs> and it goes on for a little while, and then it you know picks back up again with the you know like war against the uh, we're I'm characterizing it as war the battle against the Morlocks <laughs> for the future of humankind. Our movie, war the Morlocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it you know it it gets it more interesting, and you're like oh you know the special effects are cool, and like what's going on here thematically is interesting, and you know. Um, but I I think overall, I mean, even I had watched it a couple of years ago, and uh, my memory of it is like. You know, mostly the beginning. It seems like that whole like 40, first 40 minutes is like 20 minutes. And then there's like a lot of what I don't remember, but I remember there's Morlocks and Eloy, and it wasn't very interesting. Watching it again, it's like, oh, this actually is, you know, um, a more complete movie than I remember it. So, I mean, I definitely, I mean, just as a piece of cinema history, I think, uh, you know, it won, you know, Academy Awards for the visual effects. Now they look antiquated, but. I mean, it's still cool to see where we've come from, you know, for that history, piece of history that this is. And, you know, I mean, as far as time travel movies goes, I guess 
you know, it's the one called the time machine and one of the first ones <laughs> the that, one that, you know, get that name again. Well, the fact that we're saying like, even back to the future pays homage to yeah, it, right. you know, it's like, it is, you know, a significant, uh, piece of movie history. So, I mean, I would definitely recommend the time machine, Tom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I, ra- I ragged on this movie a lot, obviously. <laughs> um, this movie is, you know, I've seen it before, so I wasn't too ex- terribly excited about, you know, coming in and watching it again. You know, just because I'm, I'm, I'm a rare guest, I kind of wanted something a bit more dumb and stupid. Like time Cop or Time Bandits or something retarded. Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop. Something <laughs> retarded. Uh, this movie, um, you know, th- this movie is... It, you know, it's H.D. Wells' Time Machine, which is, is based off... It's it's the the Time Machine movie. It's a basis of a lot of what, you know, Back to the Future is based off. And, and like, all, all time travel movies somehow pay homage back to this movie. Or this book, actually. So, um, you know, in, in that aspect, it's a movie that... You owe it to yourself to probably, you know, read the book or see the movie. I mean, that way, like, when you watch, like, The Big Bang Theory and you see the Morlocks or people mention Morlocks or Eloy, you get those references because they're, you know, they're fairly common in pop culture, you know. So that being said, you, you owe it to yourself to watch those movies. So, I mean, I, I have to recommend it on that method alone. Boom. The question that I have to ask, though, is, we didn't address this earlier. At the end of the movie, he takes back three books with him. Oh, shit. Good call. To the future. I'm telling you, to Bible, dictionary. I can't think of the third one. So. Uh, the, the he's super fun. Uh, uh, David Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> So he takes That's back three idea. books with him, and you don't know what because he's probably Calvin and Hobbes. Philby <laughs> asks. Tom has Tom has a theory. Hold on. Philby asks, "What are those three books?" And you know the the maid she don't know, and so uh, he, I mean that really is for the audience, right? It, it's, it's from a kind of Plato's Republic. It's uh, no Plato's Republic. I thought the, they were already communists. <laughs> right? So, history of America or whatever that yeah. I mean the question the I have Bible to ask probably. is 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 to each of us, what do you think the three books are? I think it's Bible, Dictionary, Aesop's Fables. Wow. I'm guessing Bible, Dictionary, and mm, maybe like a what, like a George Washington biography or something like that? Like I'm thinking a something to do with the founding fathers. Well no, this is fucking English. All right, shit. Well, there goes my idea. I know, right? I'm saying it's like, holy shit, I got to rethink this. This is Democracy in America by the talk for it. More or less something by Winston Churchill. Yeah. Or the, uh, or the, uh. There may be Mein Kampf. <laughs> Holy shit! Not these guys. Not these guys. Yeah, no, maybe to, to teach them. No, may, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Since this is such a anti uh, yeah. anti Third Reich yeah. movie, maybe he did. 
But I don't think Mein Kampf was like a popular printing until at least the 70s or 80s. Well, he wouldn't have had it, it in 1886. Yeah, duh. And right. it wouldn't have been like, joke, 1885. But whatever. Right, yeah, we're like that. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, no, take we jokes have, and we yeah. get them all serious We're here trying to figure out how the time travel works here, Holly, for God's sakes. Yeah, I don't this know what book. Yeah, yeah he traveled in time and got the book. Yeah, hey, shit, he could do that. He did go to 65. He yeah. could have had Mein Kampf. Yeah. yeah, and he also brought Judy Bloom. So okay, <laughs> Maya, uh, are we? <laughs> well, no, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we need to d- keep doing that, but I want to ask Tom a question just because you brought it up. Do you think that that's something that the screenwriter of the film Ooh. made up, or is it the writer H.G. Wells? That the book. Uh, I would probably story. like if I had a guess, I would imagine it would be H.G. Wells because yeah. that, it, it's a question that it's a f- it's a f- it's a question that you ask you think internally. Can like, anybody look at the so last chapter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you yourself <laughs> had the ability to go to the future and only take three books with you, the boy to scout, teach the like, future, uh, <laughs> what manual. would those books be from your own personal thing? That's because, like, like, if you say the Bible, then obviously you're Christian or Catholic, or right? Something like that, and that holds some kind of faith with you. Yeah. Well, uh, we did see how the Morlocks had like a sphinx, so we did know the Morlocks did set up some sort of a religion. They just right. didn't really talk about it a lot in this movie. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, it does not say. Mm. It, does it doesn't say how say. the book actually. It just says that you know the narrator just despairs of never knowing what happened to the time travel. Oh, so probably Feely or what's his name? Not Feely, Finley. Fibbly. Fibbly writes the book. Philby. <laughs> Philby writes the book. <clears throat> So, are we, okay, uh, this movie, I think, was made at a time where if you were laying down money to go see a movie in theaters, it's like, I better fucking be there for two hours, you know, like, I better have something to do with my evening if I'm going to see a movie, and, I mean, I, I'm not, I mean, the movie just feels long because there's so much exposition, there's so much explaining the science to people, where nowadays, since, you know, we've seen Back to the Future, The Terminator, you know, people, I mean, Time travel rules in movies is almost just like second nature to our audience. But back in the 60s, you know, you needed people to be like, ooh, time is a dimension. The same way, you know, this, that, and the other thing are dimensions. And uh, I don't think it necessarily hurts the movie. It just definitely slows up some of, uh, I mean, I could like, you could edit a good 20 minutes out of this movie. That's just like explanation of just like, okay, dude, we, we got it. You know, we, but who knows? I mean, to the viewer of the 1960s, yeah, maybe time travel just didn't occur to them. They're like, I'm raising six kids on a fucking like a machinist uh, salary. I ain't got time to think about highfalutin ideas like time travel or, or whatever. You know, I got real fucking problems. Uh, I mean, I really like the lighting in the movie just because, uh, like we've kind of joked around a little earlier, is like if you're in a cave, you you know, you throw a green light in there, and that, oh, that means you're in a cave. It's like there's something about the, the lighting of the 60s that would look horrible and stupid today. You know, just like oh, I think Dark Shadows did the same thing. They used they used like purples and greens, really far out lighting. You would assume, right? But for some, just some reason, since there were not other, uh, you know, there was no way to like shoot at night. There was no, you know, there was no other way to make moody lighting. 
that would like match a certain uh, late time or uh, inside a cavern. So they just did these far out artistic ideas of like we'll use orange lights, green lights, purple lights, blue lights, and and it really makes a colorful movie. And that's what I do like about movies from the sixties. I like this really colorful movie that just wouldn't really translate to modern day. If you if you put those green lights on, you're like, the fuck is this saw? You know, it would just yeah. look like something weird. It would well, look they, out always, of place. they have that thing too where like he lights a match like in like the scene's brightly lit, but he lights a match to <laughs> see by and you're like, okay, it's supposed to be dark. I get it's supposed to oh, but it's not right. dark. It's like yeah it's you know it's today like, <laughs> it would be dark with a match. Back then it's like Look. But, but kind of yeah. like the 90s, right? The 90s, you flood something with blue. It's perfectly light out. And they're like, it's dark out here. It's like, well, yeah, because the audience, well, the audience paid for something. We better show them something on the screen. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I think the Morlock, the Morlocks were awesome. I almost think they could have spent more time. I think they spent so much time talking like, Basically, like anti-German, uh, like government, real. I mean, yeah. that we didn't have a lot of time to focus on what the Morlocks were doing with the Eloy. A lot of it really was him wandering around in the jungle until he found uh, signs of civilization and stuff like that. Which I mean, I'm sure it was mysterious at the time, you know. Yeah. But maybe it's just because we've seen, like, after this, we've seen Planet of the Apes. We've seen so many sci-fi movies that would probably, that this was the beginning of. Same way as, like, like okay, we were looking at lava rolling down the street for, like, five minutes in this movie. Where, like, I mean, today's movies, like, oh, you got the roller coaster of special effects. Where, I mean, that's what this was back in the day. That's why it's a 140-something minutes long. because you're, like, looking at what are supposed to be amazing special effects and... Like I said, I'm sure they were back in the day. Academy Award winning. Academy Award winning. But it's still just like, huh. Jose. What? Nothing. (laughs) Continue. And, uh, I mean, I've always wanted to see this movie. This is actually the first time I've seen this movie, even though I probably could have told you the plot, like, years before even, like, seeing this, just because so many, I mean, so many cartoons have ripped this off. I mean, this is just one of those movies. It's like a template. You know, this is a template of time travel storytelling, or especially when it comes to like a uh, a uh, dystopic uh, dystopic future. Like you go into the future, and like, oh, even though it's more nature, right? Like you would assume that this was supposed to be some like hippie paradise when he got there, but like, nope. Oh, it's actually ruled by you know ideas and fear or whatnot. But uh, I would uh, I would recommend this movie. Um, yeah, uh, this is one of those movies where like we had a lot of people in the basement. We were all like you know joking around, but I don't think it's necessarily a jokey movie. Like I don't think you would sit there on your own and make fun of it or laugh at anything. It's just since we were in the environment, you know, we were more apt to uh, talk. And whatnot. And but, drinking Blackheart, man. And drinking Blackheart. <laughs> Not affiliated with it. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I like this movie. Uh, yeah, I know it's a classic. It's definitely a classic. Oh, I want to make an addendum because uh, I forgot to mention something. Uh, definitely see this movie, the 1960 Time Machine. Mm. Don't bother seeing the remake of mm. Time Machine. No problem. Unless you want to see the moon blow up. Moon blow up. Moon blow up's kind of cool. Um, 
I don't know if I can give a fair synopsis because I came in 20 minutes late and I was intoxicated the whole time. <laughs> what? But other than that... I'm the black card. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Right? I had a lot of questions that well, weren't we answered. Answers. We have well, answers. We have answers. We got answers. Okay. We have answers. No, you really don't. <laughs> no, film it. No, I, ask I just, the questions. There was, there was just a lot. We already talked about it. There was just a lot of questions, like, about the rings and... Oh, the rings. Like, it's I, simple. It's... No. We already explained that. <laughs> Modern day CD players. Like, I, I didn't understand why the blue people lived underground and lived in caves with, like, rock plates, but they had fine dining for, like, the people above ground. I just had some questions. It just didn't add up to me. But I didn't didn't dislike it. They cared about their food. It's like free-range chickens, right? So it's like... So, like, if, you know, like, you want, like, you like want Travis was saying, you. yeah, you want stress-free chickens, so <laughs> you give them all the greatest comforts. I they. did find it humorous, like, like, we obviously covered the politics behind the entire format of the movie. Um, I just found it hilarious to see this perspective of the 1960s movie where so anti-war and so anti a world. Because they're goddamn war. hippies. However, he was more than happy to end up with a completely brain-dead bimbo. And I'm like, that just right there says so much about the 60s. And I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to play, like, the feminist card. I know I'm the only girl here. I'm sorry. I just, I'm sorry. It just, I just, I just think it's, it's so funny to see that now, in a world that we're, we're a lot more evolved, not completely, but a lot more evolved. Um, I just, it was just funny to me. But I, I actually did like it. I thought it was a fun movie. Um, I hadn't actually seen it. I thought I did, but I hadn't actually seen it. I liked the glowy eyes for going for special effects. I, I liked the the blue people with the glowy eyes. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I thought there was a lot of subtext that was very interesting. And uh, I don't. Yeah, I liked it. I don't know. It was fun. Brent? That sounds like four for four. Oh, four. So far, yeah. Look around this room, and it sounds like four four, right? Yeah, because we watched, uh, like I think that Holly said, I think everybody kind of said it's a goddamn American classic. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Who's yeah, with me? It's a British movie. I mean, yeah, I, it's, I, a, I, it's probably made by yeah. for, it's, for, it's, for, for as much. Metro Gold it's only Wind distributed Mayor. by. It was made by for, Galaxy yeah. something or another. Like oh, fake British. That, that's all right. I mean, even if it is British, it's a classic. It could have been really, really <laughs> <British>. in America. <laughs> For as much as I wanted to bash it and hate it, it did I say mean, Lever it's, Laboratory. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, they, it, English. They, they do. I love the man with the laboratory. I just want to see something. Do you think the British ever mistake laboratory and lavatory? Not them. No. No. They, they know what a laboratory yeah, is. <laughs> just, just us. Totally. Where, where are the uncultured? Stuff? Just us yeah. and we're trained. Well, we, it, it was yeah. that way for us until probably the seventies. Yeah. If you watch any TV up to the 70s, it's laboratory, aerobic, uh, you know, they always And at, at some point we were like, I gotta go to the crapper. The crapper. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've come so far. We're yeah. so eloquent. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, what can you say about the time machine uh, that these brilliant people that you just listened to haven't already said? I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing film. Um, I, uh, I, I really like the themes of this film. 
partly because they have to do with Back to the Future a little bit, and I'm going to tell you about them right now. <laughs> Maybe Back to uh, the Future has to do with these. Of course no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, obviously Back to the Future is inspired by films obviously. like this. Uh, but a big thing that, that uh, George H. George well says in the beginning of this film is... Um, Gotta get back in time. <laughs> oh, oh man! Not H.G. Wells. Oh come on! Yeah. Huey said that. <laughs> Don't ruin the. <laughs> I'm afraid you're just too darn loud, Travis. <laughs> you're just too darn loud. Uh, time travel possible. I'm glad I wrote this down because I could never get through this if I hadn't written it down. Uh, so a big idea in the beginning of this film is the idea of. H.G. Wells is basically saying that time is... He wants to find out if you can change your destiny. And one of the early characters in the film is a scientist. We're supposedly in a, sci- a scientist investor, a businessman. Something. He's, he, he's a businessman. Uh, but he says that time... He's like, time? There's there, The future has already happened. Everything has already happened. You know, Basically, he's saying that time is a flat circle. That everything that is and is not going to happen has already happened. It's a timeline. It's a movie, right? I mean, the start and the end of time has already happened. Which We're just playing. He never does go through. back in the past to change anything. So right. that's almost like I mean, that is a physical law in this movie that you can't. It doesn't matter. You can't change it. Well, he decides not to go back in the past. He he wants to go to the future. He's more interested in that. They never say that you can't go but back to the But do you think that's because the writers knew that, hey, you can't change it? He, so let's, a, he said his lever, if you pull it backwards, it goes back in time. If you pull it forward, well, yeah, I know that. Forward. I just mean the reason why the story doesn't actually do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See the remake. Just that. He's just got his this like, golden dies, age of he's thinking. Go back and fix it. He's got Which, this golden age of thinking. It's like he doesn't think that it, the perfect age has happened yet. He yeah. wants to go find Exploration. It. The yeah. idea of, yeah. It's like you guys he are in it, my head. He thinks it's going to get better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he, yeah, that's what he wants, right? He wants an idealistic future, yeah. that like a utopia. Utopia, yeah. It's and when he gets it, he's not happy. Or when he gets it, he finds out that he has to start a war. We're complacent. <laughs> it's only a utopia because we're complacent people. Because we're, yeah, because we're complacent. But the whole idea that he that like he wants to find out if you can change your destiny. And if you can, like he wants... Because when he does find out about the future... He says at some point that he wants to go back and he wants to warn. Because we were like, you, you wanted to go to the future, now you find this utopia, and now you want to go back. Why? You're never happy, right? This guy's never happy. Right. But the reason why he wants to go back um, to his present day, which is 1899, is because he he wants to... He wants to warn or teach people of the future, of their triumphs and their pitfalls, their perils and their pitfalls, I think, is what Doc Brown says in Back to the Future. <laughs> but, but, like, that's... The, the big concept is changing your own destiny, and not your future isn't written. And I think it's here. I don't think it's... I don't think it's explained as well as the remake. I think the remake does it better because... But the remake has the opposite side of that argument the remake is all about him trying to save his girlfriend or his you know yeah. oh, his one love murdered in 18 whatever and, and no matter what he does definitely he, never see that. he can't do it <laughs> and that's that's more the idea like time is a flat circle like you're i don't know if you're just editing at that point or what but like it's always going to happen the same way or there's like so, specific moments that yeah. are unchangeable well i think that's the, the morlock in the remake says that basically the jeremy irons one 
says you can't ever say, change the past because it was her death that inspired you to create the time oh, machine. Oh, it's yeah. set. Yeah. For Which, sure. cr- like yeah, that. creates... Like, that's that's a bigger idea, right? I think that's a bigger idea than this movie's trying to uh, get across. Um, I think that this movie does... It, I think it works because the fact that he he drags the time machine at the end, he drags it back into the <laughs> into like the atrium. I think that's why this movie works is because he, well, maybe not, but I, I mean, I think that he's affecting his own destiny based on traveling back in time and changing what he's done. You know, I mean, it's a very physical. Well, he's at least going back to help the Eloy, right? Or is he just going to nab Weena? Well, he's going to nab Weena. I don't know if Weena! he's going to. No, I think that he's going back to create the the, New society? the utopian society. Yeah, he takes that the he, books. He wants to. Yeah. Educate oh yeah, them. that's right. Oh, that's right. He takes. Yeah. The he's so books. disappointed. Yeah. When he's like, but I can actually go and make this world because you can affect yeah. the future, just not the past. But right. he also he also taught uh, his you know Rohan how to fight. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he like he Yay. knew that that was that was going to work out if he didn't make it back. He was they were going to be okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's a good point. Of the books. The books. Um, just if we're still on the book subject, I think it's the Bible, and I think it's two H.G. Wells books. Two H.G. Wells books. <laughs> Something in a survivor manual, a military survival manual, <laughs> a dictionary, and the instruction. Teach him how to spell and what words mean. The instruction manual to the time machine, right? You gotta have that. There is no instruction manual. You go. You you push the lever forward to go forward. You press it backwards to go backwards. <laughs> No man, uh, manual <laughs> That's necessary. It. That's it. Yeah, and I, I like, I, I like the conversation that this movie inspired uh, tonight because there are. There are way there are a lot of schools of thoughts and you always like conversations that involve time travel, yeah. man. These guys have heard me talk a lot about it, but it's true, and I think that though it's you know I think I think it's personally I think it's a fantasy, but I like. It's one of my most interesting. Or it's one of the most interesting subjects that I, I enjoy talking about. <laughs> I'm not a linguist. <laughs> no, is it? No, but, see, okay, right. Uh, it, uh, is that because? Well, ask. Hey, Tom. But, is that because of your Back to the Future? No, no I'm sure it has. No, hey, hold on now, hold on. Is that because, because of Back to the Future, or is that because you actually want to go back and change <gasps> something in your past? <gasps> Holy uh, shit! This is getting deep. deep. Well, who hurt you? Colin's gonna lose it. I almost said a spit. Don't tell a joke while I have my mouth full of rum. Sorry. I'm pretty sure it's because of Back to the Future. Pretty sure. I can't be certain. Alright, we don't want to. It's almost like if Batman didn't have his parents, he just watched the movie, and Batman's like, yes. Yes. Because of this movie, I will become the knight. Like, it has nothing to do with anything personal. I just watched this movie. Yeah. I don't know. I was five when I saw Back to the Future. Whatever happened before that, I don't remember. But hopefully... Oh, it was, oh, future episodes. Right? Oh, oh, man. Man. Keep a lesson himself from the future. 
Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> I know, I went there. Yeah, it is yeah. weird, man. <laughs> you, you said way too much about molesting children tonight. Oh, come on. <laughs> My therapist says I shouldn't talk about it on the air. <laughs> it's not a good idea. What a breakthrough. Uh, wow, I don't even know where I was. Time travel. Back to the future. Time travel. Five Back out of five. We like it. Five out of five. I think that uh, if you haven't seen The Time Machine, check it out. I would, I don't know. I mean, I would check out the remake, but we're not talking about it. I'm interested that. in it now, actually. Yeah. It's cool. I like the idea of... Moon blows up. Pretty sweet. It's kind of like the butterfly effect. That sounds ridiculous, the moon blowing up. It's, so. it's a quite... <laughs> I don't it's, think our whole because world Because of space can exist. colonization, we fucked the whole thing Yeah, up it's fucked. But, it, no, but isn't the moon one of the things that keeps lives. us in our orbit? Like, I mean, just no, the whole I mean, gravitational the, pull the, and all that The like, image that they show, the moon <laughs> fucking being cracked, is pretty fucking sweet. It's a cool fucking image. Yeah, huh. looks like that planet blown up in Krypton's orbit. <laughs> Krypton, but that was, yeah, it was Krypton that blew up. But well, wasn't there something in the sky that like, it was we overmined our moon? Yeah, whatever. So well, that was. Are you yeah. thinking of Alderaan? Maybe. No, he was talking no, about. Not even Alderaan. It's just like the moon just being like the moon. Split. Is, the moon is split up in uh, Krypton. <laughs> it's a yeah. long story. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, please see our Superman episode. Superman. <laughs> For like three hours, we had to have covered Let's it. Do right? this. Again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I give it five spinny time machine wheels out of five. Holy oh shit! shit. Dog Freeze yeah. uh, rating system. Yeah. No oh, shit! I got five Morlock teeth breaking. Hey, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I, I would say it's below Rainfire. What? Oh, shit. Wow. Get out! Yeah, but Rainfire is pretty fucking we high. We brought man. you back after this Rainfire long. Now I want you to fuck high. out of here. Rainfire is pretty high. I would say it's below Rainfire. All right. Well, That's say, this is an American classic. Yeah. Rain of Fire is a fucking forgettable rental. Rain of Fire <laughs> is an American forgettable. According to Tom, Rain of Fire is the bar. We don't know where the bar is, actually. You can be over Rain of Fire or below Rain of Fire. So it's, ju- it's, the, just, it's like average. Rain of Fire is just under dental surgery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So next week on the Saturday Night Free Show, it's my pick, and I'm going to pick a movie called it's Dolph Lundgren's best movie in my opinion called I Come in Peace Uh, that's Dark Angel for those of you outside of the US and that'll be next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast there's killer CDs you can't miss it and surfers from space on next week's episode right here and until then, the basement's going Is dark. Space Surfers going to be like a movie? We, we got to make that movie. Space Surfers? Copyright. Saturday Night Freak Copyright. Show. Copyright. Saturday Night Freak Show. Space Surfers. And we're out.